Hey everybody, it's Emily here and Dr. Wiggy, and we are going to quickly dive in today to the news that happened earlier this week. So we're recording this episode on Sunday, September 12th, and on Thursday of this week, President Joe Biden formally announced his plan to force companies with more than 100 employees of in all sectors of the workforce to vaccinate workers against the coronavirus or test them weekly. And during his speech, I think it's easy to argue also kind of dismiss concerns about personal freedoms. Um, in his speech, I'm quoting, he said, this is not about freedom or personal choice. He said, it's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, and so forth. Um, and said that his job is to protect Americans there were multiple times during his speech that he expressed frustration with the unvaccinated and said that he understands the anger that the vaccinated have against those who have not taken the vaccine and that his patience is wearing thin. And so I um, that's kind of a preface here to just diving in today to a little bit about what this means. Um the legality of everything, I think, is probably going to play out in court for quite some time, and we'll see where that ends up. But today, we just want to talk about, um, from a, a little bit from a medical standpoint, from a does this make sense standpoint, and a little bit about personal freedoms and medical freedom as well. So, Dr. Wiggy, tell us, do you think that vaccine mandates from a national level are a good idea for our society? Well, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty loaded question. I mean, I think the, the question about the mandate is, is a, is multi, multifactorial and you have to break that down in many different ways. But I do think that the uh, mandates in, in general, I think always lead to more control and more, um, and I'd say, and, and less freedom. And so the, the concept of a mandate, I think we also have to be very careful uh, before, you know, endorsing anything like a mandate because it generally does just lead to, again, where uh, people's choice and uh, informed consent uh, mm -hmm. doesn't really seem to, to make as much of a, of a difference uh, as it should. Uh, you know, the, the biggest problem that I have with, with this uh, the mandate uh, really is the the narrative behind it, and how they're trying to and, and the president is is uh, again the, the the rhetoric is I think somewhat dangerous the way he presents things mm -hmm. and he presents it in uh, again with a tone of frustration and even almost a an understanding of um, how people could be could treat other people differently based on their on their vaccine status. And that's that's a form of I mean that's really a form of discrimination. So I think we have to be very careful in our in our rhetoric, uh, rhetoric here. So, but I say the the biggest issue that I have with the um, with again way it's being framed and way it's being talked about is that one thing he did say, which I think is is an important point to make. One thing he said is that my job is to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. Right. Right. And. And, and I want to break that down a little bit. What, you know, does that, does that actually make sense that, that, you know, what he said, that phrase, protect the vaccinated from the, from the unvaccinated. In a lot of ways that, that seems kind of counterintuitive, right? You're supposed to get the, the vaccine in order to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the people that are unvaccinated are still vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? So it would be more kind of the opposite. I, my job is to protect the unvaccinated from uh, from the vaccinated, and I and in some ways that is actually the um, that is probably the 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 inverse of that, which I think should actually be somewhat uh, discussed because I think there is a case for for that actually is more of the more of the problem right now mm-hmm. to protect the unvaccinated from the vaccinated right so i mean i think the the concept of again protecting the vaccinated from the unvaccinated is saying that the unvaccinated are the only ones that are spreading it mm-hmm. and that the but the vaccinated are still vulnerable which i think in a lot of ways when you when you say it like that that makes you um it makes you kind of less likely to uh, want to, you know, do the vaccine because it's basically saying the vaccine doesn't work, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, we need to somehow get everybody to do it so that then it will work. And again, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Right, right. Because I mean, I think we know, and we're seeing um, from Israel, from you know, countries that have had a Delta surge sooner, earlier than we did. Um, that we have, you know, and that kind of thing, um, that it seems like as time goes on, the vaccine doesn't, well, we don't really know yet, I suppose, what is exactly happening. Um, what it does seem to be happening here in the United States is that there is a higher viral load from Delta than we saw in other countries. So I guess we don't know why exactly, but we can consider vaccination rates and all that kind of thing. And also that what we see from the numbers there is that certainly vaccinated people are getting sick Mm -hmm. and that is a real thing. So like you said, the narrative of the vaccine, if everyone's vaccinated, then everything's going to be fine. Right. Seems to be, that's not a conclusive strong argument but that seems to be the only thing that we're going on. And I mean, my question is, okay, let's pretend that we get 95% of the, of the population vaccinated and then it still doesn't work. Like, what's the next thing going to be? Mm-hmm. So right. I guess that's kind of the question here. But, you know, the thing that he said that I think is something for us to all be concerned about, regardless of your positions on your position on vaccine, if you've been vaccinated or not, which as we've talked about in previous episodes that's a very individual decision mm-hmm. but he kind of is taking that out here and saying this is he's quoting him this is not about freedom or personal choice mm-hmm. well it is because right. you're taking freedom and personal choice away in this case you're pushing even businesses into a box to have to yeah. make mandates when you know we the society that we live in, you know, sure, you've got to run business a certain way. And from a federal level, there are things that we have to abide by and that the government is responsible for. But um, to kind of bring OSHA into this is seems like we're taking a big step forward into all kinds of question marks for the future. Right. Well, I think it, it does come down to the question do pay do people have the option to weigh the the risks and the benefits and should they have an option to choose one way or another i mean that's that's really the the question about a mandate is saying that that they should not have 
they do not have ability to choose. Mm-hmm. That this is something that that has to be done. And I think that's where it's it's a slippery slope because, like you said, I mean, yeah. After this, what's the what's the next mandate? Mm-hmm. And and as most people will agree with with certain things on certain mandates, but then they may not agree with the mandate that comes next. And you know, right. when you start going down mandates, is that it, it is a slippery slope? Is that it it can lead to all sorts of other mandates again that you you may not agree with next. And mm-hmm. so that that's again a good thing to think about is that what could be possibly coming down down the road but it's it is that question to say you know and this is where i have this discussion with with my patients that this is should be an informed decision and they can make what's best they can make the decision that's best for them Mm -hmm. you know and say look these are the these are the this is the likely uh, morbidity and mortality if you were to get the virus Mm -hmm. you know these are the numbers uh that we know and say, and this is what the vaccine could provide some protection for. These are these are some benefits uh, that it could provide, and the, here are some potential risks uh, from the vaccine. And then say, okay, then you know, what do you what do you feel more comfortable doing? Right. Do you feel more comfortable taking the risk of getting the virus, mm-hmm. or do you feel more comfortable, you know, with getting the vaccine, which there are still a lot of question marks uh, in the air. But it does it does appear to provide some some benefit uh, that we're seeing. So, that, but again, that's that's the that's the question: is that sh- shouldn't people be allowed to make that choice mm-hmm. to say I'm willing to take this whatever percent chance mm-hmm. uh, from getting real sick uh, from the coronavirus or not? Right. You know, and I think that that's that is just a I don't see why that personal decision shouldn't be shouldn't be at least offered. Right. Um, and so I and it's so it's that's where it gets confusing. Is I'm not sure why why that isn't being discussed more. Is that let's just have again informed discussion about this, right? And let people decide. Well, there are three main. There are a couple, and maybe it's not three. My brain doesn't keep things for very long. But there are a couple big problems with just mandates in general. I mean, number one, and and this was quoted in here too. It assumes that vaccines are 100% safe for 100% of the population. And we can look at the VAERS data, which is what we have, and, and estimates show that that's anywhere between 1% and 10% of the actual outcomes. And sure, you can argue, well, we don't know that this is a cause and effect. These are just correlations. And, and that's true. But if people are having major reactions and death after a vaccine, that's something to be considered. Mm-hmm. And that should be something that we're at least willing to discuss. Right. That should not be suppressed and I mean, the the narrative over and over again from mainstream media, big medicine, is that these vaccines are 100% safe for 100% of the people. But that is, there's no way that that is verifiably true, even from the vaccine manufacturer's data that they've given out, which we have several episodes that you can go back and listen to with that. It also treats us as, you know, kind of like, widgets or robots or whatever something that's manufactured all the same way you know god created mankind with many many individual um gifts challenges all of our genetic makeup is different and just like nearly any other therapy or 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 medical intervention that i it's such a far reach to say that this is the best choice for every single person. Mm-hmm. 
And then the third thing is something no one seems to want to talk about. I did see a clip where Dr. Fauci was asked about this finally is natural immunity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fortunately, I was grateful. He did not seem to shut it down. He did say we don't know how long it lasts, but he said that's something we need to look into further. And I would argue 100 percent. Yes, we do. And so, you know, some studies seem to show that people who have natural immunity and then get vaccinated seem to, um, their natural immunity seems to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Decreases. Now, there's a lot of science around that that I can't explain to you right now, but it's, we really just do not know all of that. What we do seem to know is that natural immunity does seem to last and it does seem to be very strong from the level of the T cells, Mm -hmm. which we talked about that in another episode as well. And I mean, I'm happy to share. I had what I think was COVID. I did not um, verify that in early December and I still have T cells. Me, me personally, I'm talking about myself here. So that matters. And I think that's something that... um, we need to be doing a whole lot more time and research into. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. So that's one other one other area of the population that is not being even considered in this mm-hmm. are those that are, that already have natural natural immunity. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this for a long time, and and I, I believe that the more research comes out about this, is that we're gonna it's gonna be proven correct. I think it already has at this point. The natural immunity is stronger and it's more robust than vaccinated immunity. I mean, it's, and, and it just makes sense. I mean, anyone that understands uh, virology, Im- immunology at all, mm-hmm. if you are, if you develop a immune response to the entire virus, all parts of it, you're going to have a stronger uh, immune response than if you just have a immune response, to just one small part of it, which is what you get with the vaccine. And so, so natural immunity, again, I think it's going to be well established as soon as again, we get more data like the, Israel, uh, the data out of Israel, is that natural immunity is going to be stronger, it's going to be more robust, and it's definitely going to be better for any variants that come down the road. Right. Because, again, you are, you are already immune, that system that recognizes all different parts of the virus, not one particular part that can, can mutate mm-hmm. and then, then evade whatever limited antibody response that you have. Mm-hmm. And and so if you are forcing people that have natural immunity to get the vaccine, really the truth is with that is that there's really no additional benefit mm-hmm. from getting the vaccine and there's only potential risk. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's where that that doesn't make a lot of sense to me is that if you have someone that, especially if they can prove, hey, look, I have T-cell response still. Um, I'm still naturally immune. I, I I'm I, I'm. Immunized. I do not need to be immunized again right. when I'm already immunized right now, and so yeah, that that is again some a segment that needs to be that needs to be talked about, and I think that there there should at least be some some consideration of those people with natural immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I and I kind of skipped over this earlier, but the whole, it's the whole concept is that you know it's the only the unvaccinated that are spreading this. You know, uh-huh. when you say I need to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, it's saying it's only the unvaccinated that are spreading this, and that also is pretty well established that's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that uh, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get it. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't spread it. And in some ways, it might actually become a, you might actually have a higher chance of spreading it because it does appear that people that are vaccinated have a higher viral load. Right. And so that's just something else that is, that is uh, a misconception that 
the vaccine is not a true vaccine kind of in the in the in the sense of the word is that it doesn't mean you can't get it uh it, it doesn't mean that at all it just means that your case your case will be milder mm-hmm. and it does appear to help to help with that you do tend to have milder cases uh with the vaccine but it definitely doesn't mean you can't spread it to somebody else mm-hmm. so you, it's this whole idea about you know we have to treat the unvaccinated differently than the vaccinated as far as spread goes you know, like they have to wear masks and they have to be tested, you know, twice a week or um, I mean, I guess it really comes down to that. But that's also not following the science. If you have the vaccine, if you've had, if you've been vaccinated, you still can get it and you still can spread it. And so it's that's not the that's not the goal. I mean, that's that's not that's not going to get us out of this by saying, you know, I need to we need to treat other people differently than this. Mm-hmm. And especially if the goal is to try to decrease spread, it's not about isolating the the unvaccinated. It's about still more about, you know, controlling the spread across the board. And that's again, that's a harder discussion. Right. But it's not about is one group that's spreading this and other ones are not. That's not fair. Right. And for more on that, you can go back and listen to our prevention and early treatment episodes because that's another big part of this that's being ignored wouldn't it be great this is me talking if our president would get on the tv and talk about some of those things um and helping americans to become more healthy but um yes i think that's a a big piece of it is um natural immunity you know personal choice personal um personal um freedom personal choice the way that we're all made up you know i mean there is there are plenty of cases i've heard of where people's medical exemptions are getting denied valid you know old vaccine injuries autoimmune issues lots of different things that but they're getting denied by hr departments and you know we're that's a slippery slope and i mean Mm. of course this will play out it's probably going to play out in court for many years to come, all of the different facets of this. Um, but it's one of those things where you back people in the corner enough. And I mean, I don't really think there's another word word to call this anymore besides coercion. If you want to be able to live freely mm-hmm. and do all the things, then you need to do what we're telling you to do. And, uh, I love historical fiction. I read a lot of it. And the more I read of it recently, the more uncomfortable and and um, strange, eerie similarity I feel about so much of what's happening right now. Because it doesn't start with, you know, the full on, it doesn't start with like what happened in Germany, right? It doesn't, the, the end seems unfathomable at this part but we've got to go back and look at where that started and it was the little things it starts with the little things and um we've got to pay attention to that and we've got to not be so focused on our comfort and ability to feel like we're able to fit into society and do all the things that we're willing to sacrifice Yes, our personal freedoms. Yes, our personal health decisions. Um, I mean, there's there's much that we have to sacrifice right now, but I would argue that it's worth it because these things matter. Your health matters. Um, and to be for that to be in the hands of our government based on what they decide is healthy, I feel is quite risky. And we need to 
keep paying attention and we need to keep pushing back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's tough to speak real coherently with this because it is such a such a challenging challenging topic. But I, I think it's the, the most important thing, and this is where I try to summarize it the best that I can, is that a mandate will not, uh, will not decrease spread uh, and will not decrease cases. So we, kinda, we can kind of throw that out. That's not going to be any sort of end goal here as far as decreasing uh, spread or decreasing cases. That, that's, that's not going to uh, do anything. Will it decrease hospitalizations and deaths? You know, that's, that's debatable, and it may... Uh, for a period of time, we don't know long term uh, what that what that's going to look like. But as far as again de- decreasing spread and uh, trying to actually protect the vaccinated, that's again that, that's kind of a that's the wrong that's the wrong goal. So it should come down for for every individual to be able to again weigh the the risks and the benefits for either one and make an informed decision uh, for themselves. And and I think that people being forced to do things in a lot of ways it's going to actually push them further away from from doing it because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to say well why are you going to force me to do something that I, that I don't want to do already and now you're going to make me do it then i'm going to be even more inclined to trying to resist that and so so i think it's just it's probably not going to help with the end goal for what we're trying to do it's probably going to just make people more and more divided and more and more willing to uh, discriminate uh, one class of people over, over another class, and it's it's and it really is going to be throwing out uh, choice mm-hmm. uh, at this point. So I I think that's where I wish that there would just be more discussion about informed consent and giving people the options, giving them the the real data. The data is evolving, so we do need to to change that. You know, like we have to evolve with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing that the this Delta variant appears to be, you know, a little bit a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's harder on on younger people, and the cause of that we don't know for sure. If it's just a pure mutation, or if it's a viral load issue, we're, we're not sure. Uh, but it does appear to be harder. So, like I said, that that does probably change the scales a little bit as far as who is more likely to be encouraged to get the vaccine or not mm-hmm. you know so so this this does change but that's where i think you need a, a partner or an, a, and a doctor that's going to help you walk through walk through the process and weigh the rest and the benefits and say okay this is what i think would be best for you and this is what i think would be best in your case and mm-hmm. then just but, it, but that's where it's an individual decision as soon as mandates are put in there that individual decision gets thrown out the window mm-hmm. is that it doesn't matter what your where you fall on the scale here you have to do this, right? And and I think that's again that's that gets rid of really the practice of medicine. I mean, if you're gonna just say it has to be done, then you know you're not even you don't even think anymore. You just say, okay, this this is what I have to do, right? And so I think it's just important for us to be again thinking and weighing both sides, and then you make an informed decision. And I think that should be the thing for any medical intervention. You right. should look at the risks and benefits and make a call. And one thing we didn't mention that I think is worth mentioning, though, is, you know, we talked a little bit about natural immunity and researching more how long, you know, how long do we have T cells for, right? How does that, is that forever? Is it for a year? We don't know that yet. Um, but also... We are hearing that the president is pushing even for these boosters. So we need to be questioning that as far as, okay, first of all, if there's a need for a booster, how effective are the vaccines and how long do they last? And if I'm signing up for this um, 
to be vaccinated? How long is it going to be until I have to get another booster now? Um, or whatever that's going to end up looking like. But I think that's another, another that's clearly happening. And it's something we need to be paying attention to. Um, because th- we've come from, we've come a long way in mandates in a very short period of time. And so I think the question also needs to be, well, what is this going to look like? What What is the next requirement going to be for the booster or for the, the next variant um, vaccine or, or whatever it might look like? And where what is the end? Mm-hmm. Where does this end when it right. comes to vaccine requirements too? And what am I willing to do as an individual? Yeah. So just another thing to think about because... We're, I don't think this is anywhere near over when it comes to vaccines and mandates and immunity and all of the things. Mm-hmm. We all wish it would be, but I don't know that we're there. Right. So any finishing thoughts? No, I don't think so. I think I kind of try to summarize it the best, uh, kind of my, my, last, my last little segment there. So no, I mean, I, I would just encourage, and this is where I think the point of the podcast is to encourage critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, making things mandatory discourages that. Mm. So I think it's, if we all had an ability to have discussion with someone that is well-versed in the risks and the benefits of you know the virus and risks and benefits of, the vac- benefits of the vaccines, then I think just everyone can make, make their, own, their own choice. And I, I want to encourage anything that's gonna, that's gonna encourage critical thinking. That's not gonna discourage that. So that's, that's one other thing. Right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, thank you for all of your encouraging messages. I get many every week, and it's definitely not always easy for us to do this, especially for Wiggy and the position that he's in. And so thank you for continuing to encourage us and to share. Um, really appreciate all of that positive feedback. And um, just hope that, again, like Wiggy said, that Our goal is ultimately to get people to think and help you to make your own decisions and not feel like you're boxed into a corner and uh, just have to listen to what the loudest voice is telling you to do. So thanks again. Have a great uh, day and we'll catch up with you next time.